My quirk of classic car ownership for you today is just what interesting and unusual places these cars can get us um, if we want to. Um, I had quite an experience of that last week, which is what we're going to be telling you about um, in the podcast today. Follow me over on my social media. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You might have seen that me and Peggy had quite the adventure last week. Um, we were quite pleased that we've had quite a quiet weekend all together because during the week last week, we had a little bit of a surprise last minute adventure. On Tuesday of last week, I got a text from Steph of iDriver Classic. Um, and she was asking me what I was doing on Thursday. Uh, and I responded that I was at work. Um, and she basically came back and said, but do you need to be? Could you get it off? Um, because there's something happening up where I work that we think you might be interested in doing. And as it happened, uh, the kind of big deadline that I was working towards at work was on the Wednesday. Um, and I technically had uh, some toil, uh, time owed in lieu, uh, left over from um, earlier in the term when we'd had lots of open days and things on. So I had a chat with a few people and said, actually, yeah, I think I can come on Thursday. What's happening? And she basically came back and said, well, there's an invite only thing happening at the motorist and uh, you need to be here for about 10.30. We'll be going out for a classic convoy drive, hopefully, and then back to the motorist, and then there's a black tie evening do if you want to stay for that as well. So I thought, well, as I'm up there, I might as well. So Thursday morning came around, and me and Peggy packed ourselves up, um, we'd had to do some kind of last minute pulling stuff together the night before um, after work in terms of getting hold of a few pieces of clothing and things that I couldn't find. Um, and then loaded ourselves up on Thursday morning and we set off from home at about eight, eight, eight o'clock-ish. Um, we had to pull in quite quickly to fill up with petrol um, and then we hit the A1 and travelled on up. Um, it was a reasonably good trip up the A1 actually, uh, not too much problems in terms of um, traffic or anything, pretty steady cruising all the way up um, to the motorist really. Pulled in to a little petrol station uh, not far from the motorist and then uh, 
um, filled ourselves back up again because obviously we'd need some more fuel for the drive and then made that last little bit of a trip uh, into the motorist and it's all changed massively since I was last there. I was last up at the motorist for their uh, Christmas Eve Eve event um, with the Morris Minor Young members. So I hadn't been in a really long time and uh, the Arnage that was we were going up to celebrate the opening of was still kind of a big building site um, and the car park was very different and we've got now like a one-way system as you come into the motorist now uh, which wasn't there before so I did mess it up a little bit as I pulled in because I was so used to pulling in next to the front of uh, the garages and where the old cafe used to be. Um, but I pulled in and uh, got myself parked up in front of their beautiful new building and uh, spotted Steph over in the distance um, and a few other people that I recognised. And I recognised that two cars down from myself was a very noticeable brown Morris Ital um, that belonged to Sarah Crabtree. And then next to me was a Austin uh, 18 um, that I recognised from when Steph had done a video on it um, on her channel and not long after I'd kind of got out of the car and started getting myself sorted um, Ian and his dad from Pop Bang Colour um, arrived in convoy of the studio and their little van. So there was a few people that I recognised uh, but also, was it, Steph was kind enough to introduce me to a few other people. Um, the owner of the Austin 18, for starters, um, Mark Wells, and uh, David, who owned a really lovely standard, um, as we were all kind of be grouped together in the drive, because we were kind of the, the classic car contingent that was there for the day. Uh, a lot of the other cars I was noticing in the car park were uh, more in the supercar category, quite a few Porsches and Aston Martins um, parked up there. So, got introduced to everyone, um, started having a little bit of a chat and uh, whilst we were having a, a bit of a chat, um, Ian said that he had quite liked to take his mobile studio on the drive, but unfortunately that meant that there was only one seat and if he only had the one seat then he couldn't give his dad a lift and his dad didn't really want to drive around anymore given that they'd come up from Coventry that morning as well. So um, he asked initially Sarah if he could get a lift in with her um, but we were all going to need navigators ideally to know our way around the route. So I offered that he come with me and act as a navigator given that I hadn't got one. Jamie hadn't been able to get the time off last minute like I had. Uh, so the drive up had been uh, my own drive up by myself. So I thought it'd be quite nice to have some company for the drive. Um, and Ian's dad, Richard, was pretty happy with that. Uh, hadn't been in a Morris Minor for quite some time. So he was quite happy to uh, have a go in one. Uh, we were then all kind of called up into the upstairs of the new building where they announced that there had been a couple of little changes to the route so we all got updated routes and uh, that we were uh, 
when we're ready, able to kind of set off. And that the plan was for us all to kind of make our way round this set route to Rudding Park and uh, have a lovely lunch picnic there and then drive a different route back. So that was kind of what we had, uh, what they had planned for us during the day. So after that, it was kind of a scramble back to the cars to get ourselves on the road. I say a scramble, but I think those of us in the classics decided it was possibly uh, going to be more enjoyable if we let everyone with the really fast cars go on their way and then um, we kind of set ourselves off after that. Um, so we, we had a little bit more of a chat, then set off on our route. Uh, the motorist had sorted out that we had uh, a Google Maps version as well as a paper copy for us to follow. So between it, we still messed up. Um, we didn't quite get it to plan, um, but we did end up kind of vaguely getting there. Um, it was a really nice drive for quite a lot of it. We were going across some really scenic little villages and things like that. There was a, a point where we got stuck whilst the tractor was reversing into somebody's garden down this tiny little narrow lane. There were some really interesting bridges that we went over. Um, and part of the route on the way there led us into the centre of York. And I'd really wanted to take Peggy to York at some point, so we can tick that off and put the patch on the blanket now for having been through York, because we drove right the way through the middle of it um, and right close to the Minster and everything. So it was really nice to kind of be in and amongst uh, such a beautiful city and see quite a lot of the tourists there enjoying seeing us all drive around. Um, because at this point, we were just about in convoy with, um, in in his studio and a few back from that was um, Sarah and the Evoke girls in her um, Morissette Tau um, and we saw them in our kind of wing mirror briefly and then I made a wrong turn in the centre of York and we had to do a big loop round to correct ourselves uh, so they managed to get ahead of us and beat us to Rudding Park we were one of the last to arrive, uh, but it was a really nice drive over there. Um, had a really nice chat with um, Richard and uh, lots of kind of stories to share about cars and various other things. Um, and he was doing an excellent job of doing a little bit of filming on his phone and then a little bit of kind of filming with the cameras. Oh, actually on the way there, I think I was filming with the camera set up here to get us both and then sometimes the road as I'd done on the, the drive up the A1 um, but he, he did some filming for us on the camera on the drive back. But all in all it was really nice kind of drive over there um, and we even though we were the last to arrive we did make it in time for the lunch and we were able to kind of sit out in the sunshine because it had really picked up it was really quite a lovely day by this point, sit in the sunshine and pick through our picnics um, and the picnics were all slightly different, the little boxes that we got, so it was a little bit like being at school and swapping and exchanging 
uh, what bits we fancied from each other's lunchboxes. Now that us classics had got ourselves reunited, um, we decided to try and work a little bit harder to actually convoy on the way home um, and to make a stick together a little bit more. Um, so once Sir Alfred the Austin had got some water filled up in uh, the radiator, um, we headed out behind the Orion that was owned by the guys from Kelsey Media and then uh, it was us, then uh, Sarah in her Morris Tau, and then Alfred the Austin. But we got into Harrogate, which was kind of the first big uh, town that we were hitting as we were uh, going through. And uh, typical me, we'd already lost the Orion and I was about to make a wrong turn again. Um, but luckily, Mark, driver of Alfred, uh, Sir Alfred, uh, knew kind of where he was going. So he kind of managed to pull up beside us at a junction and make a kind of different turn and correct us all that way. Um, and we ended up following him all the way back. And uh, we'd had quite a big hill on the way to there. Um, and I'd managed it really well and there's thankfully a video clip that was caught by Richard from the passenger seat of us making it up that hill and it was definitely the biggest hill that I've done um, and we made it. We did stall a little bit at the top but we managed to pull off with minimal issues so that was a relief and um, I, I said to Richard once we got to the top of the hill I'm so glad you were filming that because there's no way that anyone would believe that I'd made it all the way up here um, given my history with hills if it wasn't caught on camera. Um, so hopefully if you've been watching on the YouTube you've seen my success um, of going up this hill and once we got into Harrogate we were able to go back down that hill which was far more enjoyable and then use that momentum from that hill to hit another hill with quite uh, a good speed and momentum. So that was, that's always a bonus when you're driving around in a classic car. And I have to say, uh, Sir Alfred was, despite being far older than Peggy, was far more adapted cat uh, doing hills than her. So we definitely need some practice. Unfortunately, the big fat flat fens, the big flat fens around here don't give us much opportunity to get a lot of practice. Uh, but we, it was a really enjoyable drive back again. We managed to stay in convoy all the way back um, to the motorist and we got back to the motorist at about four o'clock, half three, four o'clock. Um, it had been a really good drive and by this point I think I'd been driving for maybe about five hours including the two hours drive up there and then the hour and a half either side of lunch. Um, so some good practice um, endurance driving for me, really. Um, but we got back, uh, got ourselves some drinks and rehydrated after quite a, a warm drive in the sun. I had a little bit of a chat before. Uh, some of them headed home if they were local to get changed or if they'd got hotels booked, they headed off to those. And uh, myself, I headed 
and asked the staff member where the largest toilet was, um, cubicle was, for me to get changed. Um, and they pointed me in the direction and I did a, a, a mar miraculous kind of change from uh, my daytime attire into my black tie event outfit and then headed back outside and when I headed back outside uh, I noticed that some really beautiful um, pre-war cars and 50s cars had parked up and they'd started to park up a few of the other supercars in a, in a nice formation around um, the new restaurant and events hosting space. So there were some new cars for me to have a nosy about, take some photos of with my film camera and um, just really enjoy uh, the, the lovely location. People started to gradually come back from having gotten changed um, or swapped cars in the case of Mark who had taken Sir Alfred back because his headlights weren't going to be the most amenable to the lack of uh, daylight. Um, and he'd come back in his Triumph uh, Dollar White Sprint. And uh, yeah, we were all ready for uh, a lovely evening. And uh, people started to be handed out uh, champagne and Prosecco. Um, I was on the soft drinks because I was hoping to make the drive home that night. And they started bringing around kind of little canapes and bits of food and things like that which were really lovely and a huge change to kind of the sort of stuff that I'd had at the motorist previously um, with some really nice options there. Eventually we were all kind of called in to the uh, new space at the Arnage uh, because they'd got a special guest speaker uh, to kind of come and do a speech and a Q&A um, at the new building uh, to kind of welcome the opening of it and the celebrity guest was undoubtedly if you follow me on facebook and stuff you'll have seen um quentin wilson and uh, that was kind of one of the things that stefford said look there's going to be someone you'll want to meet come in if you can get the time off you'll want to come and she was right because i remember watching kind of the, the cars the star and things like that um, when I was younger and um, it was a really cool kind of thing to hear him do his speech, uh, hear him answer some of the group's questions um, and then he presented three awards. Uh, one was the motorist's favourite car, one was the Rudding Park's favourite car and one was his favourite car of the kind of collection that was there. Um, and unfortunately, neither myself uh, nor Sarah's Morris got a mention. Uh, so we decided that we would have to kind of take him outside uh, to realize how wonderful these Morrises really were. So uh, Sarah, who had had a few more Proseccos than me, so was a little bit braver, went up and with me in tow and said, look, you've got to come outside get some photos with our cars and I thought it would be quite a brief thing but actually he spent really quite a lot of time something like 40 minutes with us outside in between kind of him doing that and then starting the auction 
that came a little bit later. Um, and he had a good chat with us about our cars, um, asked quite a few questions. And uh, I had handed my camera at this point to Joe from Evoke, who had been kind of with Sarah in her car. And she, um, she was, I'd handed her the camera to take photos of me and Quentin by Peggy when we'd kind of finished talking. Um, but she's obviously a pro at taking photos and knowing what things we need to get photos of uh, because she took a photo of the moment that I told Quentin Wilson how many miles that I cover in Peggy um, in the kind of two years that I've had her. Um, and it was just a fantastic shot, uh, perfectly timed, um, as well as kind of quite a few other photos um, that is kind of really nice to have. Um, of us kind of having a little bit of a chat and discussion about the cars. Um, then we got kind of the, the lovely posed photo of us at the back of Peggy um, before he had to go off and talk to a few other people um, and then do the auction. And the auction was being held in aid of the Red Cross's Ukraine appeal and they had some really fantastic prizes uh, to kind of be given away, uh, well bidded away, um, including stuff that had never previously been offered for sale and would never really be offered again. So that was really wonderful to see so many uh, aspects of the car community coming together to donate for a good cause and then uh, people making generous bids for them um, and then it got to kind of about quarter past nine and I realized that it was going to be another two hours or so before I was back home so I really ought to start saying my goodbyes and uh, heading back home so uh, finished off my glass of water and uh, started saying goodbye to the people that I could Unfortunately, Steph was very busy, still in the middle of the auction, so I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to her. But it was nice to be able to say bye to some of the lovely people that I uh, had the chance to spend the day with um, and uh, hopefully going to see a few more events this summer. Got myself over to the car, changed out of my heels into my Doc Martins, wound down the windows and set off. Um, it was very surreal driving back on a virtually empty A1 all the way home. There was kind of barely any cars, very few lorries. For long stretches of it, it was literally just me and Peggy and a very open A1. And it was really nice. Um, we got to about uh, an hour away from home called into a petrol station because we needed to kind of one last hop up to get us home safely and uh, I think the guy in the um, kiosk at the petrol station was very confused because it was not far before midnight and I pulled up and uh, I don't think he had been expecting to really see anybody that late on a Thursday night and uh, kind of stood there looking through the window at me very confused and uh, I was, took a few photos and things and uh, then started filling up the car 
went in to the petrol station and uh, he said, have you been traveling for a long time? And at the time, I just kind of responded, yeah, actually, I've been out for quite a few miles today, covered something like 400 miles, and I've still got to get home, um, which is about another hour away or so. And uh, he was quite surprised. He was like, in that, really? And I was like, yeah, actually, it's been quite comfortable. And it really had. Uh, it had been not any real issue, quite comfortable. And uh, I wasn't kind of feeling tired or anything which is quite unusual um, I think I was just really buzzing off having had such an exciting and interesting day um, that I was just thriving off adrenaline and things because it was really such a, a lovely day out um, it's since been pointed out to me when I've told my friends this story of the man in the petrol station that he perhaps thought I was some sort of time traveler um, and he was having some sort of like weird vision because when he said to me you've been traveling for a long time it may well be that he thought I'd been traveling through a lot of time um, all in all I'm sure it made his night a little bit more interesting and I got home just after kind of one o'clock in the morning Peggy parked up tucked away and uh, then pretty much straight into bed tell Jamie some of the exciting things that I've done during the day uh, before getting some much needed sleep. But it, yeah, so we'd been out really from about 8am through till 1 um, and Peggy had done a really fantastic job all in all. Um, minimal issues, uh, nothing kind of too untoward and yeah, had managed some hills far better than we ever previously had. So that was an achievement. Um, and had a really nice day meeting some people that we'd kind of seen and spoke to vaguely online, but again, hadn't really had the opportunity to spend a lot of time with in person. And so that was really nice. And it was just, it's so lovely how welcoming the car community is when you kind of turn up to these things alone and not really knowing anyone, uh, you really can find a way to, to fit in um, at any time. So overall, we covered between kind of 450 to 500 miles in that day. Um, it's difficult to tell because Peggy's speedo doesn't read quite right. And we did a slightly alternate drive back than the measured one uh, that we were provided. but was a really fantastic day. I think I was driving for kind of about seven hours, uh, which is some nice endurance training ready for the trip over to the Lake District later in the year. Um, and on top of that, I had a fantastic day having some really unique and uh, first time experiences for me. So really glad that A, Steph thought of inviting me and B, I took, was able to take up that opportunity. Um, really fell on quite a lucky experience. I hope you've enjoyed hearing about our little adventure. Um, I'm hoping that we're going to have loads more adventures coming up in the next few months and the rest of the series. Um, we've certainly got a lot planned. Um, if you've liked hearing this and want to kind of uh, and it's your first time here 
make sure that you're kind of following or subscribing or whatever it is depending on what platform you're hearing this podcast on um, and in the meantime drive safely and happy motoring